1: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Drop your shoulders, take a breath, tune into how you feel because it's time to stretch. Hi, I'm Sinead O'Moore, your host of Stretch Marks Podcast, and I'm still pretty speechless since I recorded this episode with my two guests, Nessa and Anne, a couple of days ago. It's a story of two babies born in Bessborough, a mother and baby home in Cork. And while the appalling and cruel treatment of women and children during this time in Ireland's history is clouded with so much silence and shame in religion and politics, this is a positive story. Of how those two babies grew up in happy and gorgeous homes with their adoptive families, and how now as adults are stretching their courage way beyond their comfort to find out more about who they are, with a huge help from the universe. But we'll get to that. I still have a lump in my throat and the hairs in my arms still stand on end because this story is incredibly special, and I feel so privileged to be trusted with it. I don't want to give too much away because it unfolds so naturally when you listen. But why these two women are here together on this podcast will leave you in no doubt that some souls were always meant to meet. So my two guests, Nessa, who I've known for about three years now because of good old Insta. She's a wedding planner and a stylist and a host of Nessa Loves Weddings podcast. And Anne, who also got to know Nessa through Instagram. She is the creator of the leather accessories brand Pixie and John Co. In one generation, look how far we've come they are here talking on a podcast about this because of the courage of women that have fought for us to be here but there is still so much more work to do. Between us we have six daughters and this can never be their story. It can never ever happen again. If you are listening because you gave birth in a mother and baby home or were born in one and are now open to contact I've left the details and the link to register in the show notes. This is, I think, going to be a particularly special episode because I have never heard a story like this before in my life. Um, there are two people here sitting in front of me, two people that were meant to connect, were meant to meet somehow, which we will get to. Um, it is a story about parenting in a sense. It is a story about being a child. It is a story about wanting to know more about where you came from and growing up, having to learn to stretch in a world where you don't really know who you are. Oh, it's going to be I'm just saying, get the (laughs) tissues, get the tissues. But I promise you, there is just there's so much magic in this story. Nessa and Anne, thank you so much for traveling. Firstly, up to Dublin to meet with me and coming to the studio. This came about because Nessa, you were on every month the podcast.
1: I
2: was.
0: We connected <laughs> somehow. I don't know. Probably because we were two or two second babies at the same time. Yeah. Um. And Instagram, any, Instagram <laughs> um. And anybody who's listened to that episode knows that you were massively supportive when it came to anybody who's suffering from cow's milk protein allergy, <laughs> but also just the story <laughs> of your birth, <laughs> not your birth, me. but the story of birth. <laughs> yeah. Epic as it was, um. And we of course have stayed in touch. We had secret secret meetings up yeah in Kerry randomly so nice. um but I got to know you and we got to have private chats on dms and slowly but surely I got to know more about you what did you tell me on those dms mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> what haven't I told you <laughs> <laughs> what haven't I told you on those dms um I've, we've chatted about everything haven't we Sinead mm-hmm. um but I think I dropped a bomb recently on you um and that's why I'm here today to chat about that um well received bomb yes um I don't know uh, where you want me to begin <laughs> do you want me to drop the bomb but um now or later on in the story but um yeah so basically I I explained to you that I'm adopted um something that I've always known so I don't ever remember being told when I was adopted but I've always known if you know what I mean I was very like I was adopted when I was a few weeks old so Um, I, it's just always been a part of my life. Um, my parents just, you know, told me from the get go, um, I have the most incredible family. So my mom, Rona and Ted, um, and I have a brother, two brothers and a sister that I grew up with. Um, and yeah, so had most beautiful upbringing, always felt though, like Sorry, Mom, <laughs> a little bit of an outsider in that, you know, someone that's adopted, I think personally always questions, you know, who really am I? Where did I come from? Um, it's not something that I ever really wanted to chase. Like I I, I didn't grow up thinking oh, I'd love to find my birth mother or father, but I was always at the back of my mind. Um, And to be totally honest with you, it really wasn't until I was pregnant with my first daughter, Emmy Rose, who's seven, that it really got me thinking about, gosh, what, like, how much easier would this be if I knew, like, my family history, my medical history, at every appointment, like, postnatally, you're asked, is there any, is there any illnesses in the family? Is there any, you know, anything? I was always like oh I don't really know because I'm adopted um and I had some information Sinead. so um everyone's story is different but I was really lucky to um have a good bit of information kind of like was the first names of my birth parents um where they are kind of the area they're from no med- like there, I was just told that I had no medical history of note if you know what I mean but what's Medical history of note in I guess the eighties if you know what I mean, so like i I wouldn't have known my blood type I wouldn't you know i you know there was no history of did anyone have like diabetes or anything like that, so all these kind of things when you're pregnant, you're meant to know you're meant to be able to ask your parent, you know is there any history of this? I didn't have that, so I have to say I did find it strange then, and it was only then what seven years ago that I said, you know what wouldn't it be handy to have this information um, and I guess let it go to the back of my mind again and then what really set the ball rolling for me to kind of get some kind of contact with um, a birth parent was when the mother and baby home report came out in what was it 2021 and that broke my heart and as a mother I just was like I have to reach out to this woman who has given birth to me in the most sad and like unnatural of circumstances. And that's kind of where this story really begins. So. Yeah.
1: And did you grow up knowing yeah, your story? I, I don't remember a time of not knowing. Um, you know, there's funny stories of me running down our our estate screaming, I'm adopted you know? and <laughs> not having a clue what it meant, but just um, thought I was somewhat special or something. Um, so yeah, I like Nessa, I don't remember a time of being told or it was just always part of my life. Um, had great upbringing, really loving, supporting parents. Um, no siblings. I grew up an only child. Um, but I have the nicest cousins that are just like like siblings for me, um, very close. Sometimes too close, <laughs> um, and yeah, just a really, I couldn't have imagined growing up anywhere else. Just really lovely, happy childhood, um, and you know, my parents were always very supportive of, and had said from a very young age, you know, whenever you feel the need to go about and if you want if you don't want it's up to you and we'll be there to support you so I knew when the time was right that I would have that support Um, and for a long time I didn't feel the need to to look for any information Um, I suppose when you're a teenager, you you know, you're busy with with life. Being a teen, and and you don't think of the medical side of things, or you don't think of um, um, I suppose the more serious side of it. Um, but it was really when I had written a few. When I look back now, they were hilarious. A few very um funny letters that I had written to my mother. I had just sent them to some random address in Cork, it wasn't even to the right place. And anyway, it turns out they were never sent and my mother had hung on to them. So I still have them Um, and they're lovely to have. But they were just very, you know, like my, you know, this is the name of my puppy and this is my best friend. And I just want you to know I'm happy. And yeah, yeah, I think the purpose of me writing those letters was all I wanted was for her to know that I was happy mm. um, and to not feel a guilt or um, or to be sad. That was my overriding emotion as a child. Um, and I felt that from a very young age, just this feeling of gratitude and um, just, I suppose, I understood what a... What a big thing it must have been to hand up a baby to someone else. Um, but it was really, I suppose, when I had my first daughter, a bit like you, Nyssa, um, I was 26 and this baby was handed to me and I straight away just thought how, how difficult it must have been to part with that baby you know um and it's just something i could never imagine and i was just lucky enough that i was in a situation where i didn't have to you know so
0: from the outside looking in i've heard the word vespera. yeah mm-hmm. i hear it you know time that we're talking about the mother and baby situation in ireland when we're talking about human rights when we're talking about what was done to women. Um, When you told me, I do remember like it was particularly (laughs) prevalent, like it was all over the media. There was a lot of noise, a lot of talk. And when you first told me, I I remember like it just kind of was like as blank as kind of I was born in Vespera. (laughs) And I remember just my heart stopping a little and feeling like a coldness or something to that. But yet listening to both of your stories, it's like. Within this shame and secrecy and and, you know. That that cloud that goes with it, actually, there are some really beautiful stories like this, like feeling like I want her to know how grateful I am. I want her to know that I have these wonderful parents who love me dearly and you have cousins and you have relationships and yeah. Like, I feel like within the secrecy, these kinds of things can't get known either.
2: Yeah, I agree. And just like Anne, that's how um, I ended up kind of chasing the birth parent route is that when that uh, report came out. And I only actually read the best part because that's where I was born. Um, I was so angry, and I was so sad, and I think it was because I was a mother. Maybe it wouldn't have had the same effect on me if I hadn't been a mom, because I had my own girls. Um, I just all I wanted to do was write. I d- I never wanted to actually meet my birth mother, but I really wanted to send her a letter, just like I know I was what thirty three or four at the time, but I really just wanted to send her a letter. Um, and just tell her exactly what Anne just said. Like, please don't feel guilt, please don't feel shame. I'm so happy. And I and I actually just wanted, like the little girl that Anne was at the time, I wanted to write her a letter telling her how perfect my life was, like how incredible my parents were, how incredible my siblings were, how incredible my own girls and husband were. And just to reassure her that she, you know, did something really brave and really hard, but it was for the best, like I had the best life because all you hear is like bad stories. Um, and I will admit, reading the mother and baby report about Besbra, I was sickened. Like I was like, was my mother birth mother in those circumstances? Now, obviously, I'm an 80s baby, so things were a little better by then, according to this report I read. Even when I read about the 70s, I was like appalled. Um, but that's basically why I kind of went, I contacted the adoption services after I'd read that and I'd say I was probably about the 100% during mm. the lady I spoke with that day she said there was an influx of um people getting in touch after reading it in similar situations to me that just wanted to reach out to a birth parent and just say I can't believe it to go through this but here I am and I'm happy um and I think and it obviously was in a similar situation but yeah, it's, it's mad. It's such like, there's such a shame and secrecy to it in Ireland, to adoption and to, there still is like, I have friends who are in their thirties and, you know, still even find it hard to talk about being adopted, you know, whereas obviously I'm more of an open book. Um, So yeah.
0: But no doubt it is down to how individually people can process what it is they've gone through and the situation and the families that they were brought up Mm -hmm. yeah with that's huge what impact did being a mother have in terms of you having to kind of revisit it and 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 the bond that you have that you don't know exists like I remember always feeling like I must love my parents the way that they love me yeah because that's just that's just the transfer of it until I had my own children yeah and then it was like oh no <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to go and apologize. Yeah, yeah, I know. Did becoming a mother amplify those feelings of, in in all ways? You know, how could they do it, it from a position of like concern for them? Mm. You know, not how could they do it? Yeah, is like an of judgment for yeah. them, but simply yeah. l- living living, knowing that that's that was their that was their birth story. That was their experience. So hard.
1: It's terrific. Yeah. And. You know, it, it does, I suppose I have I've nothing to compare to, but. I suppose that bond I had, I have with both my kids, but it, it, it just really. It hit me so much when I had Sarah and. it just made me feel like just so much empathy for my birth mother. And, um, you know, I suppose I realised, you know, our life goes on and we're busy and you're busy being a mom and you're every day, you know, there aren't enough hours in the day to get stuff done and every day is taken up with something. But my thought was always, I wonder did she get married? Did she have more kids? Is she happy? You know, I hope birthdays aren't too hard for her. I hope Christmas isn't too sad or lonely um, so yeah it's 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 a tough one yeah. yeah it's it's an up and down you know you obviously you don't think about it every day, but definitely when there's big occasions or you know, um, things happening with your kids, special moments, mm-hmm. you think, you know, might be nice if she was here to experience some of it or, you know, I hope, I hope she knows how happy, like you said, how happy we actually are and that just that there's no sadness or regret or loneliness. Like
0: especially in a world where now we can just go onto social media and find out what somebody that we were in primary school is doing mm-hmm. you know, on a daily basis, what they had for breakfast in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Like here's your here's your, you know, your birth mother, the mother that carried you and that gave birth to you, and you know well, you know a name, but mm-hmm. so little. Like mm-hmm. you can't keep I think we've grown up knowing that you can kind of keep track of yeah. where people's lives are mm-hmm. going. You don't have that. There's just this absence.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think um one of us has already said, but like growing up that I never thought of that. I really yeah. didn't. I was so selfishly unaware of like how lucky I was. My, As I said, I'd the most lovely upbringing, super close family. My parents are so supportive and like Anne's always were, like always said, if I ever wanted to find out any information, they'd be there for, you know, they'd be right there with me. So I was just so blissfully unaware, you know, of what this woman would have gone through. And as it wasn't until I had the two girls. And I remember saying to my mom a few weeks after my first girl was born, I was like, I was like, Mom, it's so crazy to think this is the first person I know that's like related to me by blood. Mm-hmm. I really hope she looks like me. I had this obsession with mm-hmm. my firstborn looking like me because I... I didn't know anyone in the world that looked like me and those kind of things don't you don't even I'm sure people that aren't adopted don't even think like that because somebody whether it's a sibling or a cousin or an aunt somebody will look like them whereas obviously I never had that um and sure of course Emmy Rose is the complete opposite Mm -hmm. to me (laughs) totally different girl of hair different everything um but still I just have this like I don't know, all mothers have an incredible band with their kids, but I always feel like we have a special band in that. Like, she's the first person, as I said, that I knew that was related to me by blood, which is major. It was really special when she was born. And I have a second little girl, and I feel the same with her. Like, sh- I'm like, do we look like every day? Mom, do you think we look more alike now? Do <laughs> and if someone says we look alike, it's like telling me I've won the last mm-hmm. show. I'm like, oh, Thank you. I remember I started crying before in a playground when someone said that I looked like my daughters. I was like, and they were like, oh, did I say something wrong?
1: I was like, no, it's just so nice. It just means so much, doesn't it? Yeah. Um,
2: how do you feel about
0: how hard it is to find information about who you are?
1: It is really, it's a bit traumatic, actually, because you just feel like it's a constant fight. I had to become a bit of a detective, actually, (laughs) um, because every phone call, every letter, when I was really putting energy into trying to find just medical information um, and contact my birth mother, um, it was like I was getting doors slammed in my face every single time. And, you know... um, People were quite rude. Um, I contacted um, Besborough at one stage and this was quite a few years ago and didn't have the best experience with um, one of the Sisters of Mercy and it put me off for a long time actually I decided. Do you think that was the goal? I think so actually yeah, yeah. And, and it worked because mm. I'd say for about five years I just let it be because it just, there was no warmth, there was no help, there was no support at all, it was quite the opposite. Um, So after a few years I am quite stubborn by nature so I said right that's it, I'm going to get my own information. So Um, I found out that if you go to the Irish Life Mall, I think it's called, um, you can route through books and books and books and try and find your birth cert. So I got the train up and I spent the whole day, found a little corner and I took out these books and I went through every single, all I had was, um, was my original birth name. So... I was looking for every Lisa born in 1981 um, and there's hundreds of books so I eventually found mine um, and through that. What did that feel like when you finally put your hand on it? It was a bit surreal Um, like you know a birth cert for someone is it's kind of just something you have and you keep crumpled up in a drawer somewhere but for me it was like getting the Golden ticket for a Willy Wonka's <laughs> chocolate factory. He was like, "Oh my God, finally!" Um, I rang my husband and told him, and it was this like mini celebration. It was just, it just felt like something that belonged to me that mm. I finally had, mm. that I had every right to have, but that you know people fight so hard in in our situation to get, um, and. You know, then I, I got a bit cocky and I was like, OK, well, I have another name here now. So I started <laughs> like looking for more information. But anyway, the office was closing, so I ended mm. up <laughs> getting on the train back to Limerick. But. Um, it. It was great and I felt like I had a start and it gave me the motivation to keep going and I thought you know what if I can get this then I can get more information and I don't have to rely on on others yeah exactly yeah
0: where do you even begin to start piecing together what steps need to be taken like so if I bet in that time when you were ringing Vesper I'm I'm Mm -hmm. sensing if that was me I'd be ringing being like I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, <laughs> like as though people were looking. I know for me yeah. as well. And you know, I'm making life easier for you. I'm here yeah. now. You yeah. don't have to connect the dots. Like, let's make this easy. And to just be like, oh no, yeah. no, we don't do
1: that. Yeah, like, yeah. To I was... have
0: that clo- and then to have to fight and mm. find a way. Mm-hmm when like no one no one lays out the steps to this no yeah
1: yeah like i i had been told that the files had been burned in a fire um yeah. that really you know all sorts of scenarios i was told that you know my birth mother could be dead is there really much point now you know it wasn't that long ago when she was quite young there High, highly unlikely that she had passed away you know so um it was very frustrating very very frustrating and I just left like
0: but instead of the the attitude being hey she might be alive yeah Absolutely. let's see can we help you and this mm, could be a it's, beautiful thing no she could she's probably dead you just know yeah. you just go on away yeah, Let that go.
1: yeah. Let that go. yeah and then you know to to try and Like I say, there's no there's no steps. No Mm. one can tell you Mm. you need to do A, B and C. It has improved. It It definitely has has improved. Mine was a
2: lot. Well, it was more straightforward, but I think we got lucky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But in 2005, I think it was they started the contact preference register, which definitely helped and TUSLA got involved and, and that was a massive help.
0: And so that Does that open it up to both parties to say I'm open? Yes. To having contact. Yes.
1: To anyone of uh, blood relations. Yeah. So
2: it could be birth, parents, siblings, cousins. Okay. could all go on that register.
1: Okay. And just write down, you know, what level of contact you might like or, you know, whether you want it to be a mother or father, brother, sister, and if your information matches, then you're connected. Like a Tinder.
2: Yeah, yeah basically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Tinder, for, Tinder for that. Sure. Yeah.
0: So you go on the register. How soon? I mean, I'm I'm thinking uh, how long? I mean, it could be years before it could be somebody years. else who you could connect with also agrees to be connected with.
1: Yeah. Well, I registered in '07. So that's quite a And remarkable. I registered
2: okay. in 2021. 20, 2021,
0: 20, yeah. And when, so you have, and you have met your birth mother. Yes. Did she go on the register to say that you wanted to be contacted?
1: No, she okay. didn't. This was through TUSLA. Um, and I had been in touch with a social worker for maybe two years prior to meeting her, just... To prep and um, I suppose make sure both parties were happy to meet and there's you know it's not official counselling but they do help you to okay. kind of prepare for it and make sure you're you're just ready. Yeah. Stretched
0: much? Yeah, me too. I can't avoid the parts of life that deplete me. In fact, I adore most of them like my children and my work, so I'm leaning into discovering how I can best support my energy, my nutritional needs and my well-being for the long term with Wellwoman. With vitamins B6, B12 and iron, which contributes to normal energy release, Wellwoman safeguards and supports our nutritional needs. This supplement range includes options for vegans and vegetarians, women age 50 plus or if you are engaging in sports, there's a Wellwoman product for us all. With 50 years of innovation in nutritional science, Phytobiotics has been pushing boundaries to help our families feel at their best. With products to suit all stages from preconception, pregnancy, postpartum and family life, with Pregnacare, Well Kid, Well Woman and Well Man, Phytobiotics have created a product to suit every stretch of family life. Phytobiotics want to look after you through their supplemental range and by supporting this season of Stretch Marks. Food supplements must not replace a varied and balanced diet and a healthy lifestyle. And you should always consult your doctor or pharmacist before using. I want to fast forward a little bit in the timeline. You're living in Limerick. (laughs) Nessa, you're in Cork. Both of you would have kind of projects and, and businesses that mean that you get to connect online, on Instagram, at events, different things in the general, like, so with what well, you 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 explained, but between events and between kind of different kind yeah. of styled products, there was a connection, a friendship made no different to how you and I would have connected
2: because we were just giving birth at the same yeah. time. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, I credit Instagram for most of my <laughs> best friends, <laughs> my best contacts. Um, But yes, so about seven years ago, eight years ago, I set up a business with a friend of mine, um, Leona, um, called Dreamy Always. And basically we um, set up events for creative women um, that potentially had like small online businesses or like worked in the creative industry. or just were, it started out being mothers, but then we extended it to just women. But it started out with being mothers that didn't really want to do the regular other baby groups and wanted to go and meet other women and not talk about their babies um so Anne has a beautiful company called Pixie and John um, and at the time she was doing gorgeous like little hair accessories for kids um bows and we connected on Instagram and we can't remember which one reached out first but basically we got chatting got really like pally and send down some of her hair accessories to my little girl, I'm Rose, who was only six at the time, six months, sorry, I should say at the time, I have a photo of her in her little bow. And she then came to one of her Dreamy Always events. Um, and then I moved to Dubai for a while and she came to another event. So I missed her at that one, but she met loads of my friends Um and yeah, we maintained a relationship over Instagram for seven years.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're very like, we've lots of same um, interests. We liked both go on holidays within like two weeks of each other to like Portugal.
1: To the same hotel. There's
2: been bizarre, <laughs> like there's been bizarre similarities. Um, Even when I lived in Dubai and had a friend who was living in Dubai, so... She'd see me and, you know, she knew people that I knew. We've loads of the same friends, even on Instagram, things like that. Um. So, yeah, but we only met, I only met you once, if mm-hmm. not twice, at most in real life. But until literally, say, last October, um, we were in regular contact. Um, and then what changed? So... <laughs> One day <laughs> I was sitting outside, oh, so I had put myself on the contact preference list, register, sorry, in 2021. And last October, I was sitting in the car outside, done stores with my sister, Warna, and my daughters. And I got a call to say from a, um, a social worker to say that she'd really good news for me that she was after f- I was being connected with a sibling. and contact preference register a sister called Anne who was living in Limerick and I was like I think you're the wrong person don't have any sisters and she's like oh no it's definitely you're definitely the right person we've been working on this for quite some time we wouldn't make a mistake to say (laughs) to say I was speechless is an understatement my poor sister and thought I'd been given bad news because I just went quiet I just was like what like I was really, really taken aback and literally um, I had a few days to process it. And I met with Noreen, the social worker on the Monday. She gave me a few details about my sister, Anne, that lived in Limerick. Um, She threw me slightly because she told me that Anne was um a practicing nurse. So I was like, I don't know any nurse. I definitely don't know any nurses called Anne in Limerick. And then, what, three days later, I got a call when Anne met Noreen to say, Nessa, can you sit down? And I was like, oh, hi. And I actually said to her, Noreen, look, I don't need any bad news. I'm sorry. Can can you just, if it's bad news, can you just like not tell me? She's like, no, no, this is amazing news. You need to sit down. It's like, I'm here with your sister, Anne, and you know each other. <laughs> excuse me i i i'm actually shaking out i feel like i was the morning she (laughs) told me i just was like i started screaming Hmm. my poor husband was working downstairs and thought there was something tragic happening upstairs so yes my sister Anne was the girl that i have been in contact with over instagram for like seven years and neither of
1: us ever knew it was funny the the day noreen called me um I had had a few calls from this number and I usually don't answer calls. So I don't know who's ringing, um, but I eventually picked it up and she said, um, we've made a match. And for some reason in my head, I was thinking of my daughter's football and matches <laughs> and whatever, totally thrown. And then she said, your sister, Nessa. And I said, hold on now a second. I, what? And she said, you have a sister, Nessa. Mm-hmm. Um, We have made contact with her and um, we're wondering if you'd like to meet up. And I was trying to catch up with what she was saying. It, it, they're like, it just totally threw me. Um, So, of course, I was elated and jumping around the place. And she said, yeah, her name is Nessa. She's from Cork. That's all I can tell you for the minute. But... We'll meet up in a week and we'll, we'll talk more about it. So I said, Nessa from Cork. Mm -hmm. So straight away, I got off the phone and I went out to my daughter, Sarah was there. And I said, I know who it is. Mm -hmm. And she said, what? And I said, I know a Nessa from Cork. It's Nessa Hurley. (laughs) And I am 100% certain that this is my sister. And I told my husband. And he said, OK, he's very practical. Mm. He said, and there's probably quite a few Nessas in Cork. Don't get too excited. You know, This he actually knew another Nessa from Cork. And he said, maybe it's this girl or it could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, no, I know it's her. So I kept, I was like stalking your page, looking for <laughs> photos. And I was like, yeah, there's definitely a similarity. And this is just going to be amazing. And I think everyone thought I was cracked. So <laughs> I went down to the meeting with Noreen um a week later the social worker and um we sat down and I said Noreen before you even start telling me anything about her I think I know who it is and I told her and she said oh my god can you describe her and I did and she said yeah that's her so (laughs) I had a big cry (laughs) and she said okay well this is totally unorthodox I have never experienced this in my whole entire life it's like my Davina McCall moment where the cameras (laughs) um so she said okay look this is not protocol but I'm Mm -hmm. gonna ring Nessa and she did and she had said and and that kind of meant nothing and then she said um You know, does Pixie and John mean anything to you? And all I heard was Nessa screaming, "Oh my God!" I literally, I was
2: like, I was blown away, like blown away. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's amazing.
0: It is amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking (laughs) because (laughs) I'm desperately crying inside. yeah,
2: it is amazing. Yeah, it is unbelievable. I'm just
1: glad we got on.
2: I know. That's what we we actually said that on the phone. I said. (laughs) Um, when I stopped screaming, I was like, "Anne, I'm so glad that we get on." <laughs> but like, honest to God, it's literally the best. It's the most incredible story because mm-hmm. we are literally like we're so alike. Mm-hmm. We are so buddies. Like we've we've only known my sister since um October, and like just feel like she's like a part of my life forever. Like it's just yeah. it's so gorgeous, yeah. and we don't. Look alike, like straight on but we've so straight straight away like like, so similar (laughs) even my husband when he met Anne he was like this is weird
0: (laughs) as I approached you both earlier before walking in here Nanessa, I, I I I know you more Mm -hmm. like having met you in person and everything but like straight away when you walked out of the door Mm -hmm. and and you just said something S- like straight away, it was like, oh <laughs> my <laughs> god! No. <laughs> no. Yeah,
1: so many similarities were just right.
0: are just there. Yeah. They're just there, in all your mannerisms and the way mm-hmm. that you just phrase things. Yeah, which usually I would assume siblings pick up on each other from observing yeah. their behavior. Yeah. You know, I find you follow best. facial expression, yeah. and mm-hmm. you just learn that that's the face that you make if you're mm-hmm. like explaining something, or yeah. if you're happy about something, or yeah. sad about something. But you have mannerisms and you have expressions that Which I are find
2: unbelievable. I know. Because I
1: always thought the same. And there's been so many crossovers. Um, you know, there's so many things that we've realized that have kind of connected us throughout yeah. the years, like even where my dad and Nessa's mom are from the same town in West Cork. Um, there's other connections of family. You know, even down to the hotel that we were in last year, or the year before on holidays, like we were literally in the same hotel in this tiny little village in Portugal um, mm-hmm. within a week of each yeah. other. So I was on texting her saying, oh, you need to go to this restaurant and that restaurant and. It's just mental. I feel it. like it's weird. I
0: feel like I'm I'm hearing about a movie plot where like <laughs> the characters are, are, the characters are just passing each yeah, other like it's real. Like are both of you going to the paltrow like, <laughs> no, no. But <laughs> that life life was happening, and and you yeah. both were like the center characters, no. and it was just like just so briefly about to find out about each other and then didn't, and I so know. briefly about to mm. find each other and didn't. Mm-hmm. Knowing now what it feels to find each other.
1: Yeah.
0: How
2: important is it? How like that contact list? Oh know? my God, it's so important. Like mm-hmm. Anne has been on that since, is it 2007? 2007. And yeah. I've been on it since 2021. So literally, as soon as I went on that register. 13 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, we were waiting. Yeah. As soon as I went on that register, they connected us. But they obviously took their time to, you know, verify, do the research, verify, yeah. make sure it was right. They could have just looked at you, but anyway. And then they contacted mm. us, and they, like, in fairness, as hard as it is to get information, as hard as it is to um find stuff out, that whole process was seamless, wasn't it? Was. it? Like,
1: but that lady did say, if we hadn't have signed up to that contact preference register, yeah. that actually we may never have been connected. No, we wouldn't have. Through our files or... No. You know, which is really, we don't even, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I, I don't know where they are to date, you know, so, so filling that out was actually vital for mm-hmm. us to meet. Like, yeah.
2: what age am I? I'm 38. I think that 38 years there's been this gorgeous girl literally living <laughs> in Limerick that we could have grown. I could have like known her, you know, my whole life. We would have had different lives, but we could have like grown up together. We could have like, mm. you know. Been there for all the big occasions in life. Um, we weren't, but we'll make up for it. it we already are. Yeah. But um yeah. So
0: you were brought up in a family with siblings, mm-hmm. and you as you said at the beginning, you didn't. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to know that there is a sibling and she's <laughs> she's right <laughs> beside you, but you have a sibling there.
1: It's incredible. It really is. Like that, you know, my kids have another aunt. Yeah. Um I have a brother-in-law, <laughs> you know, it's a whole new world. They have cousins um, on, on my side, you know, which is yeah, so special. It's just and that there's this whole new relationship that has just started. And, you know, yeah, we've missed 38 years, but like we have hopefully the same again <sighs> to make up for it, you know, and it's already it's. The strangest thing, it's like, I suppose, this bond that I, I never thought that I'd have, mm. you know, so it's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, it is.
2: There's been plenty of um aunt cards and cousin cards <laughs> <laughs> sent for all the birthdays and Christmas since we found out. Because we only yeah. found out in October, you know, it's not mm, that long ago. not that
1: long. Yeah. No. Four months. Yeah. yeah. this bonkers. I know. I still... So we still like, like it it's so, as you
2: said a minute ago, it's still such early days. Like so many people need to, we need to meet so many people on each mm-hmm. other's sides yet. Um, Like we live far enough, like and and Quirk, so it's not like we can just, you know, mm-hmm. I'll meet you there for coffee today. It kind of has to be planned. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we're so excited. Well, I'm mm-hmm. so excited for all that's ahead. Um, And it just goes to show, like, anyone that is out there that is looking hoping to meet like somebody that's you know related them through adoption like or a story I know isn't the norm but get on that register mm-hmm. if you're interested in meeting um and obviously in the last what few months a new thing has come out where they're really pushing for people to go on the register which is amazing because you just don't know you really don't
0: how has it made you think
2: about what more you want to find out about yourself? I'm perfectly happy the way I am right now, <laughs> I have to admit. Um, I'm not sure I could take too many more surprises, yeah. <laughs> but um,
1: its I suppose it's as wonderful as it is. Mm. It's a lot. It is yeah. a lot. And, you know, we're at the stage of our lives where we're busy between work and family and kids. Parents or elderly, you know, it's Days are full. Mm-hmm. And I just, I suppose, personally, I just want to give that special time to Nessa now and, mm-hmm. and not be too stretched, kind of, you know, going from one to the one person to the next. But um, so just enjoy this time and really, you know, soak it up and. I don't know, just. Form this lovely relationship. And then, in time, maybe you know yeah. see where the next chapter takes us, but, um yeah,
0: you said there's so much bad news that comes out of when we hear the word no. best for like mm. it it just has pain, it does, does real negative though. attached, to it. yeah, and this secrecy doesn't allow these positive stories Mm -hmm. to be told and maybe some healing to happen for, you know, for the women who are maybe not on that register, but who are always afraid around what happened to their children. Where Mm -hmm. did they end up? Did they get married? Did they have children in the same way that you were thinking Mm -hmm. of, you know, your birth mother and what was she doing at Christmas? No doubt Mm -hmm. those questions are being asked in the opposite direction yeah and of course, there's so much around you know the politics and who's to blame and who should pay, and how you know it just feels like it's a- it's still it's still very present mm-hmm, and it's huge. still very present in a very negative fight kind of way, and there seems to be so much courage required, yeah for anybody to revisit the mm-hmm. fact that Vess was a part of their life yeah and a part of their story, yeah. Do you feel like if only we could just talk more? Oh, without. <laughs> if only we could just think that. break through the politics, mm-hmm. break through the you know the religious orders, break yeah. through yeah. the those files were burnt,
2: but yeah. they're secretly not.
0: Like just just get just transfer information it's, and just be open.
2: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And like obviously, my situation is so different, and because I never went, I never like went to see you know never went searching for mm. a birth parent so I didn't have to go through and ended by getting like doors shut in my face I will say though when I rang um, the adoption services that time after I'd rang after I'd read the report um, I, I was speaking to her such a gorgeous um, social worker but she did say to me that it would be at least three years before they would even start my case um and that they would send me out some books and like keep in touch over the three years but it would be at least three years on the waiting list before they could even open my case but in the meantime go on the contact mm. preference register and who knows what would happen chances of anything coming up are pretty slim but your sure luck why not so I said grand yeah pop me down came off the phone told my husband to be at least three years before they even opened the case and literally just put it back in my mind. Mm. And I wrote the letter for my birth mother that I wanted literally just to, to have. And I wanted to write it in that moment when I really felt what I felt after looking at, reading the report. And I knew I would it, the case wouldn't even open for three years. But I was like, I want this to be the letter that goes to her eventually because this is the rawness. And, you know, mm. three years time, I might, you know, I mightn't feel the way I feel right now. So yeah so and I ended up with this which is just incredible and it's just mad to know that there's so many people still so clueless like I have friends who are adopted that don't even know they know way less than I knew and I think I knew loads of information but I didn't you know it was Mm -hmm. so basic but at the same time I thought I had loads and it wasn't until a friend of mine said but you don't actually know anything like all you know is like what you were called, like your birth parents, first names, you don't obviously have a surname. And then you're wondering, is that even their name? You know, with the first names, because you hear all sorts of stories about like hidden identities and how people change their names going into these homes because of shame and not wanting anyone to know they're in there. So it's just, you You really don't know what is true and what's not true. And then they don't obviously want to give out the information until obviously I have to stay with the adoption services. They were so you know, they're so open and honest and like this. We really will help you. Oh, actually, I just want to point out as well. When I did ring, I was told on that call that she, the lady that I spoke to, had information
1: mm-hmm.
2: about me that she wasn't able to pass on to me. Um, oh, you telling me
0: this? I, I'm still
2: angry. Yeah, because it was was a. She had even a gift and a letter mm-hmm. from my birth mother that she wasn't able to pass on to me because it wasn't addressed to me. It was like to, I think, was it the parents of the baby? um, And, and
0: so your birth mother had written a letter mm-hmm. and she had left a gift with the belief um, with the and mirror. intention that they would be passed yeah. on to you yeah. as symbols of her affection yeah. towards you.
2: Oh, um, yeah. And a
0: stranger on the phone is telling you that you're not
2: allowed to have them. Yep, because they're the rules. But what's even worse is my parents had been back to Bespris many times after they had adopted me. And that letter and present was sitting in some locked, I'm sure locked away. Um, My parents were in and out and all sorts of things down through the years with the the nuns. Um, And, you know, was, that information was never passed on.
1: I didn't realize that had happened to you. Um, I had met my I have met my birth mother and her first question was, did you get the present that I had left? And I said no. And she had left a, a teddy bear, basically um, some kind of a stuffed toy and a letter, but they were never passed on. And she was so upset and so hurt by that and she repeated that maybe we had met for two hours and she asked me at least three times if not four times about that teddy I suppose for all those years she had thought of it being with me or you know so yeah I didn't realize that you Mm. had gone through it's just so, <laughs> it's, horrific. so cruel. it's so, so cruel
2: it is. i know it's yeah. just so cruel mm. um i do have a teddy and then i wonder and that i had from my birth mother and i do wonder if that's maybe the gift and but that maybe there was two i don't know um but i found out information about my birth like about my time best from that lady on the phone which i didn't know until i made that call but at the same time she was like, I can't hand over this information to you. Do you want to sit down and write this down? She's like, You might forget when you come off the phone. And I was like, Oh, can you not just send it out to me like by post or email? she's like, No, it's prop it's our property. So there's all this information about you. And it's just sitting there in a locked box or wherever what it is. What needs
0: to happen for that to change? If you know, it basically that was the original contact register. Yeah. You know, before there was a contact register, yeah. your birth mother left you know. a letter and a gift with the intention of it being passed to you. That how does that not qualify as something that should reach you?
2: I think what now, needs to happen to allow that? I think now, um, since was it October, November of last year, there is there you can is there some law coming about that you can um, get all the information that's on file about you but who know? like who knows what's all the information that's on in file about you because it seems to be kind of I don't know shrouded in so much mm-hmm. tape that um, yeah it's mad because even obviously since I'm like could I get that could I get that letter could I get that information now I haven't gone about getting it but I'm sure it's not as straightforward as just ringing up and they'll yeah, post it out I'll to you. Copy in for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and how
0: it, many of these are they keeping? You know, like there must be <laughs> how big is the store of these like things? Like thousands?
2: Indeed. Like where are they all? Like who, are who has the key? Accurate. Like yeah, how how is the filing system operating <laughs> exactly. for these letters? Yeah. Who's like in charge of it? You know, it's just there's all these answers, all these questions, and I guess they'll go unanswered until somebody. I know there's so many people out there that are genuinely like trying to get this resolved. Um, Even
1: from a medical point of view, it's so important. Um, I have I would have a lot of autoimmune problems and there was something that had come out a few years ago about vaccine trials. And Mm -hmm. I was so fixated on finding out, oh, my God, was I part of one of those trials? Is this why I have all these things going on? Um, But it's just i I still don't have that information that is the hardest thing to get the medical is really tough. it's like it's behind locked doors and it's passed on because now you are mothers of
0: children as well and you want to know on their behalf that's exactly it
1: that's what frustrates
2: me most i would just love to know if there's anything in my history that you know i potentially need to know about for my girls Mm. and possibly their kids and you know
0: there. And that goes for both sides. Mm-hmm. Is there any information on your father?
2: The poor dad is is disgust. I and that's mm-hmm. another big I know it's that's another, another big like part of the story that's yeah.
0: wrong, mm-hmm. you know, that it is the, the woman who had to experience the guilt and the shame and the process no, of being, yeah. you know, in Vesper and to give birth and the baby taken and and, and 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 everything that has come since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the dad is so not part of the picture at mm-hmm. all. Really that, not. That we we don't. When is the, when is that part of the discussion? Yeah. But until you get into that genetic side, yeah. that health mm-hmm. side, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're like, well, no, hang on. I
2: need both. I need both yeah. sets of mm-hmm. information. Yeah, it's mad.
1: Yeah, actually, like for the amount of years I have been in contact with the social worker about my birth mother. For some reason, there's just this. um I've been, I've expressed interest to find out more about my birth father, but it's, it's been kind of held back for some reason. I don't know why, but there is definitely more emphasis on the birth mom and really, you know, obviously it should be equal. Mm -hmm. Emphasis from
0: you intuitively wanting to know about her or emphasis no, on the system, on the knowing system. Her
1: about her more? Yes. Yeah. And just, I think it's just kind of assumed that Was you'll want her? to know more about your mom. Yes. But, you know, for me, I'd like to know both. equal parts. Yeah, exactly.
2: But if you're still piecing, you know, <laughs> <yourself>. I'm <telling> sure <laughs> we could be piecing it together yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, and whether, you know, whether we even if we want to, would we find to find out all the information? Probably not. Mm. Do I have it in me? Probably not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that is something to yeah. acknowledge as well. Like, yeah. You know, you did put yourself on the contact register. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm I'm not against this happening. But yes, it's like I have to
2: manage myself through it. Yeah, that's the thing. Exactly. It's very emotional. It's amazing. It's really positive. But I remember everyone saying to me when I found out, sure, I was shouting it from the rooftops. Mm. I was telling everyone, I was telling all my friends, family, they were like, Are you okay though? How are mm-hmm. you? And I was like, Sure, I'm fine. This is amazing news. And they were like, Okay. And I could see them kind of looking at me saying, It hasn't sunk in for her yet. And then it was about a week later, I was like, Oh my God, why am I so tired? I'm so tired. Mm. I'm just naturally tired. And it was just, I think just all the emotions had taking their toll. um, And then I wrecked Dan's head saying, when are we meeting up? <laughs> when, when are we hanging out? Yeah. And then our first meet-up, it was very soon after we'd find out, mm-hmm. we met in Quirk for like a five-hour lunch. It's the nicest lunch. <laughs> um, But we just couldn't stop talking.
1: It got dark very fast. Yeah. We're like, how long are we here? Mm,
2: it was lovely. <laughs> how did it
1: feel that day going in to meet each other? It was amazing. So
2: exciting. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. But it was so weird because I didn't have the... um the nerves you have before you meet someone you've never met before, because yeah. I had met Nessa and yeah. we had been in contact. So it was it was I was very relaxed Same. and um it was just like meeting an old friend. You know, it was just lovely to see the new lovely. perspective. Yes, that was it. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I was just staring at her the whole chat. Yeah. Saying, she does that too. Obviously, as I said, I'm obsessed with the fact that somebody might look like me.
1: So yeah yeah really nice do you think you were supposed to meet 100 percent. absolutely yeah 100%. there was something pulling us together i think from a very young age because yeah. even down to places we went in in west cork like horse riding state we were basically
2: like my mom and her dad as Anne said are from the same town in west cork and i used to spend my summers there with my granny and then was down there with her grandparents, and like we went to the same riding school down there, like she knows friends of mine that I now know as an adult that are from that town, um just like it was like we were always close, but not never new, if you know yeah. what I mean, so weird.
1: Your parents have met, yes, yes. what was that like?
2: <laughs> it was lovely. it was lovely, really was yeah, yeah. it was gorgeous,
1: very emotional, yeah. Yeah, very emotional. Because that's a
0: whole other part of the story as well. Their Huge. experience of being the yeah. people who desperately wanted children yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and have, you know, had to make decisions to go down that route or, you know, what was it like the day where they arrived to Besper to pick you up? Like yeah. in some ways, it's like mm-hmm. that's the most joyous moment
1: mm-hmm. for them. I know.
0: With it's such this, contrast. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, there's, there's so many different yeah. worlds colliding in well, this one
2: moment. Yeah. And I remember Noreen saying to the social worker saying to me that I was so lucky that Anne had had a similar upbringing to me because it would make our connection our like reunion. I don't know what you want to call it or meet up so much easier that we've both come from similar backgrounds and both Mm -hmm. come from very loving families because she has said that in the past when they've connected siblings, that if one sibling has come from a very different background to one, there can be a bit of, I don't know, like um just harder to relate to each other whereas we have both come from the most gorgeous of families so you know even when they met just like it was so lovely it was like four gorgeous people just like very easy sitting around Mm -hmm. and having cups of tea um they
0: wouldn't have had the life that they have had exactly had it not been for the fact that Mm -hmm. your birth mother found herself in a position where she had to do what she did
2: yeah that's it and I have to say, um, people have asked me, "Do you ever feel like anger or like resentment towards her?" And I'm, and I'm like, Jeannie, no way! The complete opposite. Hank, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful, like Anne said, that she did um, give me to my parents because, like, I just had the best life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she obviously wasn't in the position to keep us. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a really positive story amongst not many not so positive stories
1: yeah
0: thank you for telling me the story over dms firstly (laughs) you told me a few months ago Mm -hmm. i didn't know whether i could ask you to join the internet with your story if that was pushing the lines of our friendship um and then you said yes, and that you wanted and to be part of it, which is just even more incredible. Like to have to have you both tell it from your own personal experiences and, and to have that moment of positivity around adoption, to kind of not not by any stretch take away from how women were treated in this country, mm. from how they are still wrongly being held back and not being listened to and, you know, not being and it's terrible, but not being simply paid the value that they believe yeah. that they should for the pain that they went through. Mm. I'm so angry for them. I'm still so angry that, that just the, in, the non-compassion of just not passing over the teddy bear like that, no. it's, it's those things that. They're crimes like it's just wrong. It's just it's so, so wrong. wrong. But there can be wonderful stories if we are allowed to talk and if we are allowed shake off any, you know, shame that comes from, from that past. Yeah. And as as adults, as women, as mothers, to now be able to talk and connect and tell your story with such kindness and friendship and positivity, I, I hope I hope it can only do some good to to enable more to maybe feel brave enough. Yeah. To take those steps to connection.
1: Yeah.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks, you.
0: Thank you. I want to extend a huge thank you to both Nessa and Anne and to you for listening. Get in touch with this week's guest at Nessa Hurley and at Pixie and John Coe on Instagram. And as always, please share and tag at Stretch Marks Podcast so I can see your feedback and comments. I'll talk to you again next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.